congratulations, it's a Gemini. When people think of astrology, they typically think of sun signs, the astrological sign that your sun was positioned in the day you were born. Newspapers and websites publish horoscopes predicting events for people based on which month-long period their birthday falls under. We claim that people of a sun sign have certain positive and negative traits. Oh, and to further identify with your sun sign, why don't you consider buying themed trinkets, perfumes, and candles? There's gotta be more to astrology, right? In this episode of Spiritual AF Sundays, we bring on guests Juliet Canole and Steve Cox from Astrologize It to discuss modern social media takes on astrology, their origins, and how they can fall short. They also explain the concept of evolutionary astrology and how it differs from older methods of using this divination tool. It's time to grab your favorite beverage, sit in your favorite chair, and get ready for this episode of Spiritual AF Sundays. Astrology, more than just sun signs and swag with guests Julia Canole and Steve Cox from Astrologize It. You're listening to Spiritual AF Sundays, created and hosted by The Mystic Geek. If you're looking to explore intriguing questions about the meaning of life and our place in the universe, then you're in the right spot. We dive into topics often discussed as sound bites on social media and take a deeper look, whether it's woo topics like astrology and mysticism, or seemingly mundane matters like technology and politics, we cover it all. We explore our own thoughts and beliefs, talk to experts, and uncover hidden meanings. These fascinating areas of exploration can help us question ourselves and better understand our world. Ready to grow and explore in your spiritual journey? We're glad you can join us. It's time to start your week off by being spiritual AF. Welcome back, listeners. We have with us today two guests. We have Julia Canole and Steve Cox with us to talk about astrology, especially how it shows up in social media. I'm glad to have both of you here. Thank you for having us. Yeah. <laughs> My listeners are curious. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Awesome. Yeah, we are an astrology duo called Astrologize It. We got together a couple years ago because we both have a passion for making astrology accessible for people that are interested in learning more. There's a lot of folks out there that think astrology is cool, but get intimidated by math and a lot of the very esoteric books out there. And our mission is to let people know that it doesn't have to be that hard. You don't have to know everything in order to get started. So we are very passionate about taking the practical, uh, everyday parts of life, applying it to astrology and helping people learn that way. Wait, there's math involved in astrology? There's so much math. <laughs> uh, but now we have these cool things called computers that can math for you. I have astrology friends who have the old school ephemery books, which for those who don't know, this tells you on what date, what time various transits happen. And they will go with their little piece of paper and they will actually math it out so yay for computers doing that all for us we actually connected during a, a networking event where you had shared that you have strong feelings about astrology and social media tell us more about that oh yeah we do have some strong feelings about it because astrology is really fun 
And a lot of people connect with information about astrology that's like, oh, I am such a Pisces. Oh, I am such an Aries. And then there are all sorts of things on the internet that can give you very stereotypical information about what it is to be an Aries and what it is to be a Pisces. And they're often very funny, but they can be a little bit mean-spirited sometimes. To me, it's a little bit more of a parlor trick or party trick where it's just like, oh, this person is such an Aries because they like to do things fast. How does that actually help with any kind of spiritual development? How can you go to a deeper level or use astrology for self-acceptance and love? Yeah, so we, yeah, we, and especially those in the more interested in the spiritual side of astrology, it's like, we need to go deeper than this. We, this is not just a like cute little thing. And it's difficult to go deep if you're connecting your identity to it. Yes. So if we're claiming that we are our sun sign, like holy and everything, it's like, well, you're leaving a lot of other parts out. <laughs> yeah. I know this is a trick question on it. Has astrology always been this way? No, not at all. Astrology has been around for thousands and thousands of years. So as you can imagine, there's a pretty rich history there. But there is a more recent history around what's called sun sign astrology, which is figuring out and making predictions based solely on your sun sign. I'm a history geek. So I have some history about like why this came about. And it goes back to the 1930s when Princess Margaret was born in the UK, and it was royal family fever all over the place. There was a guy who was asked to write about what is a Leo, because we know baby Margaret is a Leo. So what's a Leo? And he wrote this article and people went crazy for it. So the newspaper went, oh, we can make some serious money off of this. And this was the birth of widespread newspaper horoscopes. And since in the 30s, most people had no idea what time they were born or didn't have access to looking at a chart, the only exposure they had to astrology was, well, I know I was born on this day. So sun sign astrology kind of has this sketchy history to it. It's, it's really about how to make money. We fast forward to the 1960s and 70s. There's this huge resurgence of um, learning astrology in the everyday populations. And again, we get back to this. How can we get people to identify with a sun sign so we can sell them stuff like trinkets and necklaces candles. And, and candles? Candles. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All of the candles. So for a long time, when you know astrology, before this sun sign resurgence, people wouldn't say, I am a Taurus, they would say, I have my son in Taurus. And so this is something that I feel pretty strongly about. Steve feels pretty strongly about it too. Anytime there's the words, I am a fill in the blank, to me, that's a red flag for somebody who's trying to sell you something. Someone is trying to tell you what your identity is. Astrology is full of things where it's really easy to do this. I am a fill in the blank. Nobody knows who you are like you do. There is no astrologer. There is no chart that can tell you who you are. Astrology is a guide for learning more about yourself and asking better questions. But anytime we identify with a stereotype that someone else is telling us, we go down a really sketchy path and open ourselves up to 
being sold a bill of goods. Yeah. And that's something I've seen and I have taken part of (laughs) as a consumer. Like my car has a Scorpio decal on it. And it's okay. I'm curious. Like anytime there's a meme that's out there on which version of core are you or cottage core or whatnot, it's all right. What is Scorpio and does this line up with me? Yes. So yes. I, yeah, I totally see that fascination with there. It even goes down to what crystals or stones are a good fit for you based on your sun sign and your personality traits that are assumed because of that sun sign. Yeah. And astrology is tricky because it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy type of a thing. Like once you know your astrology, are you really making choices based on your authentic feelings? Or do you know you're a Scorpio, so you should do X, Y, Z? That's where it can get dangerous and where it's really good to check in with yourself and think of astrology as a guide instead of telling you who you are. Yeah, exactly. I see that also in the business world as well with all the personality tests and profiles they have. Like there's Meyer-Briggs, disk assessment, color theory, whatever. There's all these different things that put a label on you, maybe not because of the day you were born, but because of personality traits on a quiz. And then there's that temptation to limit yourself and compartmentalize yourself into those labels versus saying, okay, this shows potential tendencies, but I'm not simply that label. So it feels like this whole methodology is all over the place. It's not just astrology. It's everywhere. I see it a lot in the witchy community in particular. Steve and I actually met both working at a witchy store. And folks would come in all the time and be like, well, I'm trying to figure out what kind of a witch I am. And it's like, ooh, what do you like? Um, You don't have to, like, I don't, there's no epic journey here for you. Sorry, this is not your quest. Unfortunately, it's not like a (laughs) D&D character that you're just creating right away. (laughs) I'm going to be like really heretical out here and say even the title, I am a witch. Maybe even question that. Is that the entirety of who you are or is that a facet? Like. Anytime we are over-identifying with a label, we cut down on our freedom in some ways. I see that in other areas of personal identity as well. It's like you own that label so hard that you will pick up almost to a trope level various aspects of it. I don't go around with a giant Scorpio symbol on me. And like Scorpio slash pentacle glasses or anything like that, even though people will pander and throw ads at me to spy those things. But yeah, I feel a lot of these labels now that people take on, it just makes us easier to sell stuff to. It's used as a form of connection too. That's the light side. That's the positive side. Yeah. So it, and with that connection, Julia mentioned earlier that memes and things can be a little mean. So that, the schadenfreude version of connection of connecting by othering other people like i've noticed that as a tendency and we want to fight against that kind of culture with the astrology too yeah and that's a curious thing too because for a long time when i was into astrology at the beginning it would be like oh gemini's oh would never date a gemini oh my gosh and now it's like oh what do i have to learn from gemini 
oh, why am I reacting against this so strongly? Maybe I actually should date a Gemini and learn from them and deal with this part of myself. Yeah. Yeah. The entire zodiac is inside all of us. Every chart mm -hmm. has every sign. That's part of why what we do on social media and through our own podcast, mm -hmm. we really focus on what sign is the sun currently in? Not where was it when you were born? What is it currently in? Mm -hmm. And what lessons for the next month do you have to learn from that sign? That's a great way of putting it. And thanks for bringing up the whole like shadow work aspect of it, where if something repels you, it's important to figure out why. Yeah. Some things repel us because they're just flat out dangerous. But other things, they bring up either a wound or an issue that we're subconsciously afraid of addressing. It's a matter of being, if you are able to, I want to caveat that, if you're able to, going deep and finding where that discomfort is so that you can work through it. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we love astrology is it's a great tool for doing that shadow work because every sign has stereotypes that go with it. Mm -hmm. But those stereotypes, people find them funny because they're often true, but they're pointing to a better thing. So Gemini, for example, like a lot of it, like, oh, man, Gemini is always going to play devil's advocate and they're always trying to get you riled up. That's kind of the shadow side of it. Gemini is also going to be so quick to ask questions that nobody else in the room is willing to ask. That's an awesome thing. It makes people uncomfortable. But my goodness, what a wonderful quality to have. I'm actually dating a Gemini. I've been dating him for four years. And that's one of my favorite things is let's bounce ideas off of each other. Because again, he's exemplifies that aspect when it comes to his sun sign. He has, has a whole bunch of other things going on. We don't need to nerd out about that. The trait of Gemini that I really like about him is that ability to look at things from so many different angles. And then there's the shadow side of it's like, okay, you think a lot. We let's narrow this down. Let's narrow it down. We don't need yeah. to be decided about it. We can just focus on one thing. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing with Gemini, they have the divine right to change their mind. That's what gets people like riled up is like, you told me this yesterday, like two hours ago, even. And then all of a sudden you changed your mind somehow. Yeah. You gave them time to think. Yeah. That's the thing. What beautiful medicine for our world right now is yeah. the right to change your mind. That's exactly what we need right now. Mm -hmm. So before we jumped on this, you had mentioned something ca um, called evolutionary astrology, and that's something that you're fascinated in. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, evolutionary astrology is a branch of astrology that's more on the modern side. Some of the principles that it has is that the birth chart the natal chart that's cast at the moment of your birth is a blueprint for how to do spiritual development. Parts of evolutionary astrology also function under the assumption that there are past lives and people have had past lives and you can see past life information in the chart. Steve and I both are open and skeptical enough to be like, maybe, but also it could be just like, I don't know. I feel like I have past lives in this life, too. There have been versions of myself that are almost like past lives now. And also there's family history that can act like a past life. So we use evolutionary astrology really with the idea that we're not here to use astrology to predict what's going to happen mm -hmm. as much as give ourselves a roadmap for what questions sh should we be asking right now. 
Yeah. Where do you think this fixation or the current fixation on prediction-based astrology is coming from? Yeah, astrology has always been very predictive-based. And in fact, astrology for thousands and thousands of years was used exactly for that. It was used by kings and political figures to figure out, is a battle going to be successful? For most of its history, astrology was only accessible to people in power with an education because you did have to have math. You did have to be able to read. And then with the new development of computers, this is now a brand new time in astrology's history where anybody with a computer and the ability to read can figure out astrology. We're in a very new period of time for astrology. So now there's this ability for astrology to be about more psychological and spiritual growth as its main focus. So I love that it's shifted to that because as an astrologer, can I look at your chart and do some like future predicting? Yes, I can. But what I'm doing is I'm looking at energies and there's a billion different ways that that could show up. There's not really a great way for me to be super exact. There are some people that are very good at that. I would say I am not one of those people where I'm really good at, I feel like. And what we like to focus on is how can we help you ask a good question? Yeah, that's to us like more a tool that's going to serve you for the rest of your existence versus helping you figure out and what's the best day for me to ask for a job. In the beginning, we talked about you both having a podcast. Yes, we do. Tell us a bit more about that. We go seasonally, so it follows the astrological season. We'll do the first episode and just talk about that sign. We also will do a second episode in the season and bring in someone that exudes the energy of that sign. We're just going with as the sun travels. That's our guide. And then we just pick up the topics in Aquarius. We brought forth a TED speaker that like, we really felt was important to the kind of current day messages that Aquarius is bringing to us. So yeah, a fun place to rumble. Also, we literally astrologize things. We bring Gene Belcher from Bob's Burgers up and Leslie Note from Parks and Rec. And we assign them stereotypes and things like that in order to get people's minds in that space of astrology. That sounds amazing there. Steve and Julia, thank you so much for being here as a guest, for sharing your own views when it comes to astrology how it's changed, and also letting people know about your podcast. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that our listeners know before we go today? Yeah, for folks that are in the Twin Cities, we love teaching and we have lots of opportunities to come rumble astrology with us in person. We have a monthly chart chat at The Eye on Lake Street in Minneapolis, the first Sunday of the month, where you can bring in your chart and learn fun part of astrology and see how it applies to you personally. And that's for any levels of experience or knowledge. So you can be a total beginner. You can have been studying this for years. We want all perspectives. Yeah. And where can people find you online? We are on Instagram at Astrologize It. And then mm -hmm. our website is also astrologizeit.com. And our podcast is just Astrologize It. Yeah. <laughs> you make it so simple for us. <laughs> we do our best. Again, thank you, Steve and Julia, for being part of this conversation today. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having us. So fun. That was a fun conversation. If you want to get in touch with Julia and Steve for an astrology reading, 
look up Astrologize It online or check the show notes for their links. With that, we're going to pivot to what's coming up in our next few episodes. One week from now on May 28th, we're bringing on Zach Beach, relationship coach, yoga and meditation teacher, poet and author to discuss the importance of self-love. On the following Sunday, June 4th, we're bringing on Jay Rooney, publisher of Game and Word, to discuss how spiritual topics are presented in video games. We're going to wrap up today's episode. Remember, you're more than your sun sign, Meyer Briggs type, or any other label that either you've taken on or that's been thrust on you. With that, have a spiritual AF week. Thank you for joining us for Spiritual AF Sundays. This show is hosted by the Mystic Geek, that's me. Got comments or questions from today's episode? You can either email me at jess at themysticgeek.com or send me a voice message at speakpipe.com slash themysticgeek. Don't worry, I'll put the link in the show notes. Help others start off their week with a Spiritual AF Sunday by sharing this episode with them. Also, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts help spiritual seekers find our show. So do the thing.